When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing and the final episode of my birth, birth, birth of my whatever. What's this? <laughs> birthday. Yes, birthday. Birthday. <laughs> the final, I'm just going to go ahead and leave it that way, um, <laughs> to the final episode of my birthday month. And it's a first, not a first episode, but it's a first. First birthday. It's my first birthday. <laughs> This is the first time that I've done an episode with Meg where it's just Meg and I. She's gone three years before. <laughs> three years. I know. Almost. Almost. We almost made it to three year mark. Yeah. Yeah. Almost there. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> Normally she just-, just cancels when it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to cancel, but no, 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 no. So uh, this is actually pretty exciting. I'm excited to do one just with Meg. So it's just going to be Meg and I talking about stuff I love and she can get in stuff she loves too. So. <laughs> This is basically going to be what we're into. I was going to do this as a other things Aaron loves episode, but then I'm like, how fun will that be for my panelists? Probably not very fun. There's going to so, be so much overlap too. I can already tell. Like Aaron oh, and yes. I like the exact same stuff. <laughs> we do. It's amazing. The the horror films I'm going to be mentioning, Meg's going to be like, oh my gosh, you're right. That like was I saw amazing. Six times each. <laughs> Terrifier 2 is her favorite movie of Always the year. Always through the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it will be. We are going to have so much overlap here. It's going to be outstanding. But I'm just going to mention a bunch of things that I'm into, stuff like that. It'll be a very laid back episode. Uh, and I think it'll be fun. So I'm excited to have just Meg on. It's just, just Meg. Just Meg. <laughs> so, but first, since we are talking about what we're into, I'm not going to ask Meg what she's into as a starter. Instead, Meg from Bedwetter Behead. Hey, hey, I finally remembered to introduce <laughs> one of the hosts as a, I never do. And I think it's just because, the, and I do it with other podcast hosts, so I feel bad. But the reason I don't do it with Meg and Carla, I think, is because they've been on here before they started their podcast. So it's just kind of like everybody knows who Meg and Carla are. <laughs> but Meg <laughs> Meg hosts and co-hosts an amazing podcast called Bedwetter Behead. 
So Meg, I'm so happy to have you here to celebrate my birthday month. That's the most important part of why you're here is to celebrate me. <laughs> it's definitely the most important thing that goes on in November for me. <laughs> it's true. Yes. It doesn't matter. Other birthday she has going on in November. Does Those not don't matter. matter. Both my children born in November. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't compare. Doesn't compare. To, nothing compares to me. <laughs> and it's so fancy. I'm wearing my pajamas recording with you right now. Yes. Yes. Her pajamas say, let me sleep. <laughs> my kids got them for me for your birthday. The whole house actually celebrates your birthday. It's wow. Like Christmas. What? <laughs> no, no, Aaron's birthday. You'd be horrified soon... if you saw the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon the whole world is going to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> It'll be a national holiday. Aaron Marlowe's day. <laughs> but hey, I, everybody would get the day off. You know, we'd all just celebrate. We'd all get to relax. Mm -hmm. See? See? Win, 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 win. <laughs> so Meg, other than me... What celebrity or character would you want to have dinner with if you could have dinner with anyone? Oh, I have a few answers. That's uh, okay. You can give a few. Oh my gosh, I got permission. Um, I would love, <laughs> I would love to have dinner with River Song from Doctor Who, uh, Doctor River Song. I think she would have amazing stories, and also I would love to have dinner with the Doctor for the same reasons. Except I would have to leave because especially if it's the 11th doctor, the sexual tension would just be too much between the two of them. And I wouldn't be, I had, I would have to leave. Um, <laughs> you feel too uncomfortable. Yeah. I need to start my rewatch of doctor who. Um, and I'm approaching it with excitement and trepidation because I really was not a fan of the 12th doctor, but I really, really loved all the others. So, um, and a celebrity, I'm going to be so lame. I would love to have dinner with Jensen Ackles just because he's so pretty. You know? <laughs> That's not lame. That's not lame. <laughs> That's a good reason. I mean, you know. No, I, 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 I don't know. Jensen Ackles isn't really the the best answer, but it's a fun answer. I think I would like to have dinner with a lot of celebrities. I love. I saw yeah. this TikTok when someone was like, "If you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead, who would it be?" And she just goes, "Alive." <laughs> that's a great <laughs> you know what that's true alive i would prefer alive alive yeah. not a dead person you don't want a dead body just there not a lot of conversation not and the lot. smell probably would yeah. be pretty bad i would also have dinner i was joking with aaron before that i have dinner with elon musk um just so i could pick his genius brain over his wonderful um I guess fiscal and business decisions. I I don't want to get too far into like how this mediocre white man is a billionaire, but here we are. Yeah. I've been reading yeah. so many of like his dude bros who are such big fans and be like, look at this. He's able to run Twitter with only four people and a ball of lint. And I'm like, I can't see tweets. <laughs> And it, it's just, yeah, it's going to be, it's, yeah, yeah. And and we're, yeah. And that's, that's a good segue to just announce that I'm not positive what will happen. I know it was mentioned uh, when Tanya and I in our previous Silver Linings Playbook episode 
um, you know, Tanya actually was the first one to mention that we should do something about or like an episode about Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's important, especially with what our podcast revolves around. So we will be in the next couple of weeks doing a special bonus episode for everyone. It's not going to be just Patreon. All just bitching. <laughs> yes. We're, <laughs> we're all going to bitch about it. No. Um, yes. So Tanya and I were talking about that. And then I was talking about it with the sexy ladies, which is Carla, <laughs> Tiff, and Meg. And so we all kind of decided we are going to do a bonus episode talking about Twitter and what's happening with Twitter and the ramifications of everything. And also just our just our moments about it, especially, you know, with the sexy ladies, I wouldn't know any, none of us would know each other without Twitter. Mm -hmm. So even though there are issues with Twitter before Elon Musk, there were issues still, it brought so many amazing people into my life and it's been a literal lifeline for a lot of people. So right. I do think it's important to talk about how really heartbreaking it is what's happening. So we are going to talk about that at some point uh, in depth, um, not positive on the date, but it will be before the new year. It'll be sometime in December. So look for that special episode soon where we're going to die. And, and I, and I also want to put out there if anyone has any special memories of Twitter um, and I'll be putting this out on social media as well or anything like that, that you want to share anonymously or not anonymously feel free to let me know and we can make sure to include it in that episode or just share it on social media or something like that. So, yeah. Well, what, who I would want to character wise, I know this will shock no one. Dean Winchester. <laughs> we can all have dinner together. And yes. And have like the appetizers and like half and like the salad course be Dean and the rest be Jensen, and I can ask both of them, what was happening when Cass said, in your brain, when Cass says, I love you? That's yes, all. That, that'll be Meg's. That'll That's be Meg's all question. I want to know is that one question. And then to Jensen, my question would be like, can you show me the video footage you took on your personal phone that wasn't edited? <laughs> I promise I won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know what question I would ask Dean. I would just want to talk with Dean. I think Dean just and I are, are so similar. It'd be just kind of like whatever. Get him into uh, therapy. Yes, it would be like therapy. Yes, it'd be therapy. <laughs> just us, Dean Winchester, and a licensed therapist. <laughs> but Dean Winchester would be the character if I could choose mm -hmm. any one character. Celebrity-wise, it actually would be Christian effing Bale. It'd be our unofficial mascot. But you talk which, to that, Christian effing Bale all the time. That's true. I do. But I never had dinner with Christian effing Bale. <laughs> you just got to make sure he's not going for a role where he has to be emaciated because that would be a sad oh, yeah. thing. Just, <laughs> like, just an unseasoned chicken breast <laughs> and six grains of rice. <laughs> Yes, I'd have to make sure he's on a, on the healthy side when he came came, and that would be an interesting dinner to have Christian Effing Bale and Dean Winchester at the same table. I I think I oh I know what would happen. Dean would be like so in awe that Batman was there, mm -hmm. and yes, it would be a lot of he would just be gushing over. Do you think Christian Bale is Dean Winchester's Batman? Because I feel like it's much more like Michael Keaton, I think, is much more of a Dean, just because of the time. Yeah, I think 
probably first, but then I think eventually once it once it became Christian Bale, I think he would go with almost anyone who was playing Batman. I don't yeah. think he would have liked um, Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, I think I think he would have appreciated. Uh, Christian Bale, but I feel almost like the the Nolan ones are too dark for Dean. Like this is a this is he wears hot dog pants. And, He's still dark though. But but you know what? Like when your whole life is dark. Yeah, that's true. Like, yes. Let me add some more. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I fight that's monsters true, but... all the time. Let's watch Batman fight monsters. When it the not even just the the mood is dark but like the picture is dark and you have to turn the brightness up because yeah. this is how i know i'm old is <laughs> tv's too dark <laughs> but yeah i mean that's a good point but he might be in awe of christian bale for like equilibrium he probably liked that movie i can see that he i think oh. he liked them i just feel like that i think michael keaton is the you know he's a george clooney batman mm-hmm. he's a george he likes those he's nipples. a pal gilmer batman <laughs> I think secretly he'll tell everyone that Christian Bale is his favorite, but it's really going to be like Val Kilmer or something like that. Um, Because this is the man who secretly listens to Taylor Swift and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's adorable. Like, yes, that's, that's, that's a good point. Yes. Yes. He could like uh, three ten to Yuma. He probably because he likes cowboys and westerns. Oh, so I he's think probably I think he would like that, that too. Like, welcome to it's a fandom thing where we're just going to talk about the psyche of Dean Winchester <laughs> in relation to books and movies and music that he likes, performative and actual true beliefs. We could spend a whole hour just talking about. We could. Dean. We should, we could, not today, but we should. We're not going to do that today. <laughs> we'll do that at some point, maybe as a Patreon special episode, because I love Dean Winchester. So diving into Dean Winchester would be fun any day of the week, <laughs> including today. Uh, but we already did a little bit of that. And I don't think there'll be any of this with our first topic, which will be podcasts. So before I get into my podcasts that I love and adore and listen to regularly, my list of ones that I listen to regularly, Meg, what are some podcasts that you either listen to regularly other than mine, of course? I have to tell you, I saw that you invited this topic back for me and I'm like, "Mm, she forgot. Um, Dungeons and Daddies. Back for you? No, I didn't. (laughs) You opened this door once again. For me to talk yes. about Dungeons and Daddies, <laughs> um, which I absolutely love. I think I've talked about it way too much, which is not possible because it's perfection. It's a wonderful serialized, real play D&D podcast, but it's awesome. I love it. I will talk about it forever. I'm super excited because Bridgewater season two is coming out in January. So I'm really pumped for that. I have really been loving our friend Jesse's, um, he and, oh, let's say John, I'm, I'm terrible at names right now, I'm sorry. Um, but they do Open Pike Night, which is about Strange New Worlds, uh, Star Trek. And they actually, this is the first people ever who have gotten me actually watching anything Star Trek because they invited me to be on it. And I'm like, I should know stuff, even anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I mean, and of course, like, all of sort of brilliant my streaming bubble it's a fan of thing 
we have fun. We have great podcasts that come on your show. I like say we as if, <laughs> as if <laughs> I'm a part of this. <laughs> All that work I do for this, this one. Um, <laughs> but you're I, a big part of this one, though. I mean, <laughs> but um, I also I like my favorite murder and that's why we drink wine and crime i like wine and crime their early stuff a bit more before they got really popular because i don't like commercials and i'm generally too cheap to pay for patreon but yeah that's it I, I have a lot more but i'm gonna shut up oh. <laughs> well i i don't want to take too much from the panel the other panelists yeah from me <laughs> from the most important panelist the host <laughs> Yes, and and of course, Dungeon Dungeons and Daddies. What did lead to what was the number one Six Degrees of Finwit Rock mm-hmm. until Susie took the title when she was able to connect Midsomar to Finn's very very first stage performance. So yeah, that is now. I'm going to still appeal. Mine was a podcast. <laughs> I connected to a podcast. Where the most famous person on the podcast is Freddie Wong, who literally was like a guitar hero YouTube star. And I managed to do (laughs) And the host of that podcast is the brother to a very famous voice actress. (laughs) I still say I win. Susie can pretend. Susie can pretend. She can pretend. <laughs> well, you do have the second best, and it still will always. I know I've mentioned it several times, but it still cracks me up that when I put together the best of six degrees of Finn for the Finn Whitrock trivia night, <laughs> that every single one except for one that was Aaron A's were all Meg's, and Meg wasn't even there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it. I keep meaning to, but I'm so. Busy. It was actually a ton of fun, even if you're not a. A Finn Whitrock fan. It was so much. It was it was a lot of fun. So that's why we're going to do it again. And we're going to do other um, trivia events coming up. You'll hear more announcements soon. You'll hear some announcements on a change to the podcast. That's going to be good. And all sorts of stuff coming soon. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I will start out before I do the shout outs to some of our frequent panelists on here and their amazing podcasts. Um, I will mention a podcast that I, I'm shouting this one out. Real spoilers. This was the very first podcast I was ever on before I even started this podcast. I have been a patron of their podcast for like five years, I think. Probably not that long, but it feels like that long. And they basically, they spoil movies. They do deep dive reviews into movies. And I was on there to talk about the movie Ready or Not. Um, But I just want to give a shout out to them because I've been listening to them forever and being on there and doing that episode was the last push to kind of solidify that I wanted to do this, even though I had already wanted to, but that helped a lot. So shout out to that podcast. Um, And then a shout out to my favorite horror podcast is Pod Mortem. They do deep dives into horror films and they're completely filled with spoilers, but they are so much fun. Um, The hosts are great and uh, very entertaining. And um, even if you don't like horror movies, honestly, I think you could listen to it because they do do graphic stuff, but it never feels like scary or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I just 
really like that. It's um, a brother and sister, and then the sister's husband that all host it together. I'm saying, so I like that. I, I heard a brother and sister. I was like, is it like a story? Because I like to listen to like spooky podcasts. No, it's no, it's not. They do, they review, they talk about horror movies in depth and stuff gotcha. like that. Yeah. It's not. And then shout out to some of my favorites from people that come on here. Of course, Bedwet or Behead. Ah, we get number one. Because <laughs> I'm <Yes>. here. Because <laughs> I'm here. That's the only reason. <laughs> and of course, to my podcast, Brain Twin Jens, my streaming bubble. Of course, giving Jen a huge, huge shout out. She has become such a big part of this podcast, too. And is a great friend as well. And once again, this is someone that I also wouldn't have met without exactly. Twitter. You're welcome. And without Meg. And without Meg. <laughs> without Meg too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who no. <laughs> you wouldn't have met without Twitter. So it's all full circle. Exactly. See, see, it's all Twitter in the end. <laughs> and then, of course, shout out again to Sort of Brilliant. When I was on there doing the American Horror Story one where we sorted three Finn Wittrock characters, that was so much fun. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite guest appearances. So go check that out if you haven't already. And then also to the amazing Ishelle and Ken who host Liberty Diner Dish, the Queers Folk podcast. And they are just incredible human beings. And Ishelle has been on our podcast quite a few times. Ken once. We're hoping this next year that Ken will be on more. Um, but they're just two great people. And I've been, of course, on Liberty Diner Dish to take deep dives into Brian Kinney, Brian Sex on Lakes Kinney. And that <laughs> Meg just oh. went out her drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, just you can so, get that merch. So cash. So matter of fact. Just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Brian Sex on Lakes Kinney. diving into a lot of dudes this episode. I know. I'm doing a lot of diving. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> uh, but yes, but they but they are just great, wonderful. And Ishel was on for my very first episode kicking off my birthday month, Magnolia. So go back and listen. That was a first time watch for her. So that was very interesting getting her thoughts on that movie, especially the frog scene. So go listen, go check that out and make sure to check out Liberty Diner Dish and all those amazing podcasts if you haven't already. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so now we're going to turn our attention to the boob tube <laughs> to television. <laughs> There's nothing to watch. There's nothing to watch. <laughs> so what are you watching, Meg? The most depressing thing that sometimes that actually is the case, where it's like you have so many apps yeah. and it's it's like it's you get overwhelmed but so i recently watched the empress which was really good it's about um oh my gosh i totally space it's a period drama it's very sexy it is in german so i if they have a dubbed version but i really really don't like dubbing it distracts me way too much i would rather just read sub uh, subtitles so i watched the first couple episodes dubbed and 
switched it to German with subtitles. And it's really good. And it's sexy. And I like it. I'm really hoping for a season two. Let's see what else. Criminal Minds Evolution is coming out this week. And I can't wait. It's on Paramount+. Plus, So I can't say that I've been watching it. But I'm really excited because it's it's always funny to everybody that I'm such a weenie about horror. But I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Give me real life murderers and monsters. I like true crime. I'm just, a, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't watch scary stuff, but I'm trying to think of other stuff that I'm into. I haven't been watching as much TV lately because I have been preparing for 800 birthday parties and a big, huge family Thanksgiving. But those are ones that I have been watching and really enjoying. I had another one and I totally, I totally lost it. Give me a second and I'll figure it out and I'll yell you. Oh, aside from love is blind. That's just stupid. That's the dumbest show ever. Carla started watching Married at First Sight and has been messaging me and it's giving me life. Um, the new season of Big Mouth came out recently and that's really exciting. I haven't had a chance to watch that either because that's one of those shows that I cannot watch if my children are anywhere. Yeah. And I've been re-watching Battlestar Galactica because I love it and it makes me cry and I like to do that. It doesn't really make me cry. It's just a really good show. <laughs> and someday we will cover Battlestar Galactica. This is the second year in a row I have postponed it. <laughs> I know. Also, it's Manifest. Manifest is what I've been watching here and there and kind of picking at it. And I'm like at the end of season one, I had started watching it when it first came out. And I was like, this looks dumb. Uh, but then I started watching it again because my daughter really likes it. So I decided I would watch and kind of see what she's all excited about so i'm watching that and it's not as dumb it's, it's not, not as, as dumb. dumb i don't know i'm also watching blockbuster which is oh on Netflix. i just cannot get into that i'm yeah i'm it's so disappointing because i was so excited about that because i worked at a blockbuster yeah and i, I was worked like, at oh, hollywood video so we're enemies just <laughs> battling we're our enemies Art yes <laughs> me and meg Nothing in common. Zero overlap whatsoever, even with this. But yeah, I mean, the cast was really promising, but it's just, yeah. not, I'm not vibing with it. I know, me either. I'm really, really disappointed because I really, really wanted to like that one. And it just, mm -hmm. yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, it's weird because when I was coming up for the list for this, I could not remember half the stuff I've watched. And I couldn't remember. It's so annoying. And I was like, okay, I know I watched a bunch of stuff that I liked, but apparently I didn't like it enough for it to stick in my head. Yeah. But, you know, with how crazy things are, it doesn't surprise me. So I'm just going to mention a, a, a couple of things. Um, so Dead to Me is back. I don't if I don't know if you've ever watched that show, that Meg. With um, Christina, Christina Applegate. Applegate. I've seen a few mm -hmm. episodes, but I, I forget about it. <laughs> Well, the final season is on and, you know, um, Christina Applegate, you know, she recently got the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and she, of course, has, she came out and said she has MS and they shot this, you know, they took a break. They were supposed to shoot this at some point, but she got her diagnosis 
And it was like, well, we should just take a break. You should take a break. And so mm-hmm. she did and then came back and shot this. And it's very interesting watching it, knowing that, that she um, has MS while they're, they're, they're filming this. And I know that it was, uh, from what I've heard, it was hard on her a little bit physically sometimes to do some of the stuff. But it's a really good show. It's a really good, interesting female friendship show um, and relationship show. And it also has James Marsden, who I – adore James Marsden. <laughs> I, I love watching him in anything. So that's fun too. Um, but that's, that's a good TV show that's back on. And I'm just going to shout out some stuff that is like totally like a couple of things that are totally mindless. I actually watch love is blind. See, that's the one thing Meg and I can overlap <laughs> on. That's all we can talk about. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Love is blind and Dean Winchester. That's it. That's all we have. That's all we have, Mick. What is it? Eight years of friendship boiled down to two topics. Uh, um, oh, Dean Winchester could go on an episode of Love is Blind. There you go. That's a new 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 fanfic idea. Um and but I've also love I love baking shows. I I love to bake. I hate cooking, but I love baking. I haven't baked in a long time. Um, but I really love the show. I know, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, Meg. <laughs> I hate baking and I love cooking. <laughs> See, another one. It's so funny. But that's very true. People that love to cook very seldom like to bake and vice versa. It's the weirdest thing. I know Jen, my podcast brain twin, we've talked about that because Jen loves to bake and she does not cook. She does not mm-hmm. like to cook. So yeah. it's like another thing. I, it's the same reason I'm not a big fan of math, but I really like stuff like English and history and things like that because generally with baking, there's not room for imp- improvisation. Improvisation. There we yeah. go. I make good words. Yeah. Um, and with cooking, it's very much about, for me at least, it's very much about how you're feeling and tasting it along the way and making tweaks and adjustments and nothing I make really ever is quite the same as it ever was because I Mm -hmm. do that. And that's just not something that's allowed for in baking much like math, which there's only one right answer and I hate it. Like I, there's nothing, there's not a lot of interpretation. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I like baking because it is so precise so it's it's just interesting. And, but I haven't done it in forever, but I, I used to just, I used to, except for this past, uh, when I was still still on vacation, I when I came back from being out of town, I did bake a bunch of chocolate chip cookies. But <laughs> I baked bread for the very first time last week. And it was Ooh. delicious. So Yum! That'll be about yeah. all I bake is bread. Is <laughs> three ingredient peasant bread. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to bake like, and it's easier than baking like real bread. But I used to bake like um, zucchini loaves like every mm-hmm. Christmas. And I used to bake cupcakes for people over Christmas. Like that would be a little gift I would give lots of people. Um, but but because of that, I love the show Nailed It, even though that's all people that can't bake. But that show cracks me up. Mm-hmm. That show is so hilarious. It's so funny. And, you know, it's just like watching the judges and all the different <laughs> relationships they kind of have and their interactions is so funny. And Nicole Brown is so she's such a great host and she's hysterical. And I love what's his name? The French baker on there. Oh, Jacques. 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 Yes. I love their interactions. And then I also love the West thing. Yeah, I just love all we of that. We watched that with I, the kids. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think that show is so much fun. And then 
um, Friday, <laughs> my sister and I sat there and watched a whole entire season of Holiday Baking Championship. <laughs> We're like, it's, it, we were coming to the last episode. My sister's like, did we really seriously just sit here and watch this whole entire thing? Amazing. I love those though. I like, Me I like, too. I like the nailed it ones a bit more than like the ones yeah. that they're actually like, my husband's a big fan of the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, no, give me the people who can't do it. I want to watch that. I want to feel seen. I want to feel seen. <laughs> I want to see myself on the big screen. Just... <laughs> yes. Uh, but but I, I that was fun. And then more serious, but humor added in is, of course, um, John Oliver's show on HBO mm-hmm. Max is an amazing, important show. Yeah. And then also John Stewart has a new show on, on Apple TV and he did an episode recently all about trans rights and Mm. discrimination, all this stuff. It's an amazing, amazing episode that I encourage everybody to go watch. If you have Apple TV, it's just, it's so good, but you can also, I think you can still watch it on YouTube too for free. I believe I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that, but I know for a while it was, so I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if you still can, but it's a great episode. So I just recommend that one as well. It's important and, um, it's great to watch John kind of just like attack these people. I love John Stewart. He's fantastic. I I remember the other show I recently watched. Um, what was it? (laughs) Ancient Apocalypse. I think my sister watched It's that. like this guy's a journalist. He's like, mainstream archaeology hates me because I think that there was a really advanced like civilization at the end of the last Stone Age. And it's just like, <laughs> it's, you take it with a grain of salt, but I love like yeah. Expedition Unknown and stuff like that. I love Josh Gates. He's another person I would love to ha- have a dinner with. Um, but this guy is just like, the whole thing is like everyone the only reason anyone thinks i'm wrong is because i'm questioning archaeology and the mainstream archaeology and i'm like is that really like i feel like any discovery there was a discovery that there was an ancient technologically advanced civilization i think everyone would think that was really really cool (laughs) like yeah i feel like archaeologists are always like yeah let me dig up some more shit but that's yes anyway No, it's, it's, true. it's true. It's interesting in that, like, he approaches it very seriously, but it's also, he's not a scientist. He's not, he's a journalist. He's an investigative mm-hmm. journalist. So you have to kind of take it with a little bit of a grain of salt about how much credibility it actually is, but it's still fun. I don't know. Things don't yeah. have to be good to like them, guys. It's true. No, you know, I think it's important to always have those shows that are like kind of like you might consider them trash or Mm -hmm. like the shows that just are mindless. You don't have to have a lot of thinking while you're watching them. You don't have to really invest too much in them. I think it's important sometimes to have those that you're kind of, I don't know, it kind of gives your brain a break, I think. So, yeah. Have you watched any of 1899? No, but I've been hearing about it. I haven't. I was just curious because I've heard really good things about it, but I have no idea what it's about. I know. I don't either. I watched the preview and I was like, what? What? What is this? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, Well, 
How about films? Have you been able to watch any, do you have any films? I have watched films. I actually went to the movie theater and watched a movie on opening night. So I saw Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was great. I'm not going to say anything other than I enjoyed it. And um, I cried in the beginning and I cried in the end. But having very little to actually do with the content of the movie. I think it's just one of those things that knowing what happened with Chadwick Boseman and and how heartbreaking and devastating that loss was to the MCU and then just to the world to mm-hmm. lose someone so gifted and at the very, not the very start of their career, but really just about to really take off was devastating so it was pretty bittersweet watching that one um i did also watch people we hate at the wedding which is on amazon with um ben platt and Kristen bell and alice janney and again things don't have to be good to like them i thought it was fun it's like it's (laughs) they're not good people (laughs) and like you would expect maybe you would feel something a bit for like Kristen Bell, who's the main character, arguably. But the whole time I'm like, God, you guys are just assholes. But I I liked it. I watched it. Um, I didn't change the channel, which is something I've started doing more and more of because I just there's only so much time and there's so much content. Um, I've also been watching Christmas movies because it's getting to be that time of year and I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Netflix. I think it's like Falling for Christmas or something. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. With, with Lindsay Lohan. With Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really, really drunk when I watched it, but I remember having a great time watching it. <laughs> really, really drunk. I was it. having a great time with my mom and my sister. It took us about two and a half hours to get through it because we kept pausing to talk about all the stuff going on in the movie. But it's basically overboard, I feel like. But Christmas, because she doesn't That's have a memory mm-hmm. and it's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, and I haven't watched it yet, but I'm really excited. I want to watch Enola Holmes too. I'm super pumped for it. I just, I just have not had a chance to watch anything really. I went to the movie theater and that like used up all of my, <laughs> all of my, all of my watching stuff. And Disenchanted is just came out this weekend, and I want to watch that because I loved Enchanted so much. I don't care that I was an adult when that movie came out. I loved it. <laughs> Amy Adams was just <laughs> precious in it and James Marsden is in it. And yeah. Um, so I watched that too. And that's all I got. That's it for me, Aaron. How about you? Back to you in the studio. Back to you in the studio. I just cracked my um, jaw and it hurt. Ah, <laughs> uh, ouch. Uh, well, before I get into the horror movies because i'm going to focus on that a little bit because this is an amazing year for horror it just it just is an incredible this is year your for show because <laughs> <laughs> this is my show yeah um i i do want to mention a, a couple of things well first on the christmas movie front i was in vegas for my birthday and i went to go see magic mike and the next day we were tired. So we all, we just hung out in the hotel room and watched <laughs> Christmas movies. So we watched like it first started because it was like, a, it was like TBS or something. So we just watched that and said, we're like, we're not going to pay like 15, 20 bucks right. for a movie. So Especially we watched a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. So we watched the holiday and then um, 
And then we watched it, it's and then we watched um Christmas Vacation, which is one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And then right after that was a, was the horrible movie Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. That yep. movie is so horrible. We were watching we're like this is the this is the most homophobic sexist. It's just everything. And I It and really I hits all the early two thousand buttons. Yes, it really does. It really does. So I understand like, you know, it was the time, but it still was such a horrible movie. But the big thing I kept commenting on was, oh my gosh, Vince Vaughn is like he's like seven he's like six five, but he's like so tall and little Reese Witherspoon. And it just I don't know why. It just just kept cracking me up but but so that was fun and i and i love christmas movies yes i do love horror but i still love my christmas movies have you seen the night before with uh seth rogan i I have joseph gordon levitt and um anthony mackie i feel like i have but for some reason it came out it came out a while ago but it's pretty fun i think it's on prime it's a fun one okay okay (laughs) I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I have. I, I don't know if I have or haven't. I don't know. It's because it sounds so familiar, but I'll know when I start watching it. Um, and then I saw in the movie theater yesterday, I saw The Banshees of Innishire with um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And it's a Martin McDonough film. And it takes place in Innishire in, in Ireland. It's in 1923. And it's just this small thing. And it's about these two friends who were best friends. You've got Colin Farrell's character and then Brendan Gleeson's character. And Brendan Gleeson's character tells Colin Farrell he doesn't want to talk to him anymore. He doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. He doesn't like him anymore. And tells him to leave him alone. And then eventually says, if you don't stop talking to me, I'm going to start cutting off my fingers. Oh my God. Um, and he plays, yeah, and he plays the fiddle. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's actually a very, very, um, that, that's such a small part of it, but I just want to put that out there. That does um, take, what a, but it's much more of a character. times. He said, then, then, you know, he'd just do it after 10. He doesn't say he would do anything else. He just says. He's really it, hoping but. that threat would, would be enough. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, so I won't go too much into that. But I think there's a, into the finger cutting thing, because that is such a small part of it. But I think it's a lot about the backdrop that you don't really see much, except for every once in a while, you hear it from the main island, from the mainland is there's a war going on at the same time. So to me, this is so much about men and uh, their battles and their inner conflicts and war. And then also there's so much about relationship with animals. And Colin Farrell's character is a very sensitive man who is thought of as really nice, but dull and not very smart. And so it's also about that and and his journey. And um, it's very sad but it's really well done and it's beautiful to look at. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm supposed to be going to Ireland either next year or the year after that. And so it really made me want to go to Ireland. I love and, Ireland. and the performance is all great. And Colin Farrell is an outstanding actor. I've always thought Colin Farrell was a great actor. Yes, he's absolutely gorgeous to look at, but he's also just a really good actor, especially in roles like this, where it requires him to be a little bit quieter and even though he talks a lot and stuff, it's just a lot quieter role and a lot, there's a lot of introspection and stuff in this. So mm-hmm. I will be championing championing this performance until the end of the year. I know it's already getting buzz, but, um, you know, and I think this is the first time that actually one of his performances that's getting buzz may actually, you know, may actually lead to something. So we'll see, but I will be championing it. Championing, I can't speak anyway. It's okay. I... I can't speak either. 
so glad we both host podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing they don't require you to speak. Um, <laughs> like I said, this has been an amazing year for horror. So I'm just going to go over a few of them. And I know Meg's already seen all of these at least 10 times each. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to just take a nap because I've already, I already know what everything <laughs> is about. Um, and I, of course, Fresh, which came out really way early in the year, is a great, 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 wonderful movie with Sebastian Stan. I've already talked about that a lot, so I won't talk about it too much. Um, the movie X, which I have not seen Pearl yet, which is the prequel, but I haven't seen that one yet. And then there's also going to be a sequel um, coming out too. But uh, X is a really good, it's very much a slasher type film. Also kind of reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way. Um, oh, Meg's classics. taking notes. The She's classics. taking notes. <laughs> it's like, uh, and then of course, Barbarian, which I've raved about so many, so many times on here. Um, I know other people have been watching it with the exception of one person who didn't like it. And I'm not going to name your name, but you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I would rather not watch any of them than watch something that you really like and not like it. Like, I'm totally fine. Like, I just don't watch horror. And then we leave it at that. And you're like, well, you know, and you tell and you talk yeah. to me about the deeper meanings of horror. And I'm like, I totally get it. And they're totally, that's all totally valid. Not going to do it too scary. <laughs> no, I totally get, I totally understand that. But to um, tell you, I don't like something that you really like. Who are you? The brave soul to cross Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you know spoilers, who you are when you listen spoilers, to this. I don't even like Dean Winchester. I'm too scared to tell Aaron. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um but (laughs) but i loved barbarian of course um and of course i think another one that came out earlier was black phone black phone is another really great one um i just watched smile earlier today i did not find it scary i know a lot of people have said it's really terrifying i was not really that scared but i thought it was a really interesting study and look at trauma and inherited trauma, because I think that's really what it's talking about, and the way we treat people with mental illness, too. So I thought it was an interesting look at that. Um, sadly, I've not been able to see Nope yet either, which I know that's out now on Peacock. I just haven't gotten it in yet. Definitely want to watch it. I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies on the plane home from Los Angeles, and I thought it was entertaining. I do not think it's as fantastic as everybody else does. I'm sorry. It was fun. But it just, I mean, and it's funny. It's a, it's a comedy. It's a horror comedy. But I was just kind of not like, I wasn't like blown away by it or anything. Mm-hmm. But it was an entertaining plane ride. <laughs> um, and I will defend Halloween Ends. I know most people hate Halloween Ends. I liked Halloween Ends. I thought it was a terrific way to wrap up that trilogy and that storyline. And remember, if you don't like that timeline, there are so many different timelines in the Halloween franchise. Eight hundred different Halloween movies. Yes, yes, and there's there's actually different timelines. Mm-hmm. You can decide, like, pick your own adventure. So if you don't like that one, pick another one, and that's fine. Um, I thought it was a great, interesting thing that they decided to do, an interesting mm-hmm. direction they took it. I appreciated it, and everyone should know I'm I'm a humongous Michael Myers fan. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a question for you. What are your thoughts about like the horror Christmas movies? 
Because I know I it's love become more Christmas and more movies. of a thing of like Krampus and stuff. I don't know how many of them. I but, loved Krampus. But but I just wonder because I love the juxtaposition of such a happy you know, I love it because this is something that I obviously watch a lot of. Um, <laughs> theoretically, I like the justification of like I'm sitting here watching all my cheesy, corny Christmas movies. But the idea that you go to these little picturesque towns and it's just nothing but a bloodbath, theoretically, is really, really funny to me. And that's kind of what I want, not for me to watch, but for everyone else, is to have a Hallmark movie that just in the middle of it just. <laughs> yeah Yeah, no i i love them like like black christmas of course is the most famous and there's been quite a few reiterations of black Mm -hmm. christmas um and that was the first one was in the 70s and that's that could also be called you know that that has one of the first final girls in there as well and it was different kind of final girl because she wasn't like she was very sexual and Mm -hmm. she wasn't punished for it necessarily so I, I liked that a lot. I do think, um, you know, I think the Silent Night, Deadly, Deadly Night movies are okay. I'm not like the biggest fan of them. I know a lot of people are, but I would love more horror themed holiday Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I do think, I thought Krampus was a ton of fun. I really liked Krampus. That was a really good one um, that came out not too long ago. But yeah, I'm all for more. We need more Thanksgiving themed horror movies yes there is a really good one on Cutting the turkey Hulu. and it's alive no that would yeah be well, the, no <laughs> there, there is i think there, there actually is an amity there i haven't watched this of course but there's an amityville a new amityville movie that came out that is no it's about thanksgiving and it's about a turkey or something i don't know am the amityville if you go and look at the amityville the turkey's people, revenge so ridiculous it's a cooked turkey walking on its little I have to look it up because you have to watch you you can even watch the trailer Meg it's just it's so ludicrous to me and it's just like it cracks me up because it's like the Amityville Amityville has had Amityville in space Amityville I mean Amityville just does like all these different things isn't it just just a house it is but they've taken it out of the house so it's like they go but then it's not Amityville anymore I'm so I know, confused. The whole shtick was that it was this ha- a haunted house, right? Yes. So, Amityville Thanksgiving. It is called Amityville Now it's like a haunted submarine. <laughs> yes, they have a dollhouse. They have Amityville the dollhouse. They have one with a mirror. They have all this, okay. you know, they have a bunch of them where like you can, evil like, escapes the house. You can just make horror movies without franchising. I I know like, it's, it's, it's a so thing. silly. These movies can be movies without Amityville. Leave it in oh, the house. I know. So oh, I know. At least someone gets to live in that house now, since the evil spirit <laughs> left it. Yes. Imagine that on your Zillow. <laughs> on your used Zillow. to be horror. Now fine. Now Just fine. <laughs> don't go in our boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No yeah. more ghosts. Um, and 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 on the horror front i will also mention a couple horror movies that are coming out just because we will be doing probably something for them because of someone who is in them um but i also wanted to mention again terrifier 2 because once again though big caveat this is a movie that only extreme horror fans can take this movie this movie is a lot it is 
a lot. The blood and gore is out of this world. I think this would make Michael Myers blush. I just, the amount of gore in this movie. How tell under his mask? <laughs> it would make Freddy Krueger blush. How could um, you tell? He's all bloodied and pocked. That's true. It would make none one of them, of them. None of them have actual normal feet, like faces. It, it would, would make, make Chucky Hellraiser blush. blush. Chucky's a doll. He doesn't have Yes, blood. but he would still, like, I don't know, he still blush. <laughs> it would make Hellraiser Yes, Hellraiser. <laughs> he would take his nails out. He'd be like, whoa, 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 too much. Yes, and that and Hellraiser is a lot. So, uh, but, but I just want to point this one out again because it is still incredible that a movie made for $250,000 has made over $10 million wow. at the box office. That is unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. And I still love that this, that they submitted this for Academy Award consideration because I just love the fact that some snobby Academy Award people who don't think horror is a legitimate genre are going to sit there and have to be subjected to this movie. I'm sorry. It just gives me great pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Only because they're so, they treat horror as such an important genre. And to treat it like it is like it doesn't matter or like it's less than always mm-hmm. bothers me. And so I just like the fact that they're going to have to watch that. And and it it deserves nominations. It honestly does. The the actor who plays Art the Clown is incredible. The effects are amazing. All of that. Um, but a shout out to two upcoming horror movies that are going to be available on Shudder. One of them comes out, I believe, this Tuesday. Um, and that's Blood Relatives, which is a vampire road trip movie. So Meg might be able to watch this. Um, and it's like a father-daughter road trip movie where a daughter finds her father who's a vampire. And they have this bonding and they go on a road trip. I And um, I believe that's what it's. Yeah, a vampire's loner lifestyle is thrown into disarray when a teenager shows up claiming to be his daughter, and she's got the fangs to prove it. So it's like, oh, you know, God. yes, yes, I know that's kind of, but it looks good. And it co stars friend of the pod, Josh Rubin. Mm. So always do things for Josh. You know, everything we, we will always cover anything that he is involved in. He is a great supporter of this podcast, supporter of a lot of podcasts. He recently went on Twitter. And put himself out there and said, any podcast I've never been on, please reach out to me. I'd love to be on your podcast. He scheduled, I think it was like 30 podcast episodes. He's going to do But he's incredible. He's one of the good guys. So we will always support him. And then also he is co-starring. He's playing a serial killer in a movie called A Wounded Fawn. And I'm pointing this one out, too, because we are interviewing his co-star, Sarah Lind. So that episode will be dropping sometime next week. I'm interviewing her tomorrow, so I'm very excited and honored to be interviewing her as well. And that one comes out on December 1st on Shudder as well. So we will probably do some kind of special live stream only review or something like that, or maybe a live tweet. But probably not because it's Twitter. Who knows? <laughs> but we will do a live stream for both of those in some way, shape, or form because we will always be supporting Josh on this podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. 
It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so this is this is the category that Meg always has more in than I can count. So, Meg... Give me all of your hundreds of music recommendations. Oh God, recommendations! No, I've been listening to Christmas <laughs> what you're music. Into. Whatever is popular on TikTok, um, I've been hearing a lot of that. I tried to get Taylor Swift tickets, um, and I failed. Like, it was it Screw was Ticketmaster. It was it was a massive shit show. Like, I was thirteenth in the queue when I signed on. And this was hours beforehand. And then when it was time to go into the queue, suddenly there had there was a glitch on the website. And what do you know? I'm 2000 plus. Um, but the Midnight's album is great. And I've been listening to that uh, when I'm not listening to Christmas music or Dungeons and Daddies. I also am going to talk about the theme music to Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> they do great parodies. Actually, they do. They have some really fantastic parodies. They they just did one um, of the Black Parade, which is almost better than the original, but much shorter. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, y'all know, if you've listened to me on this at all, you know, I have like nothing, nothing for music right now. Like it's Christmas time, though. So that's what I'm listening to. There you go. See, that's something. That's something. that's something. I'm listening to Christmas music. And like I said, whatever is on TikTok, I'm listening to 30 seconds of a lot of songs. <laughs> I don't know the names of any of them. But, but they're you're there. Listening but them. when they come on the radio, I'm like, oh, I know this part. Um, also, <laughs> I will just say, I will always listen to Lizzo. She's fantastic. I really am mm-hmm. going to, my family is coming into town for a major Thanksgiving this weekend and they're staying at my house and we always do karaoke. So I'm going to really have to do some research, research for some good karaoke. I bought new microphones. So it's pretty, pretty big That's deal. So awesome. That's so <laughs> awesome. When I come in, when I go visit Meg that one day in April, that works for and the one week in February, um, there are other days. I want to do karaoke because I love karaoke. I absolutely love karaoke. I'll even go out and do karaoke me. with you. Like normally our karaoke with my family is just in my the bar in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care where. I just love karaoke. I can't sing very well, but I love it. I no just think it's fun. No one can. It's okay. No. You're not supposed to. So in we my get opinion, we get matter. drunk and yell. <laughs> uh, well, I put this on here as an excuse. I've been warning everybody so that I can talk about Depeche Mode some more, because covering that episode really, you know, my love of Depeche Mode has never gone away. But it reignited it, and that's all I've been listening to. 
And I'm really, really hoping that somehow I find a way to be able to go see Depeche Mode next year because they're touring again. And I know they're going to add more dates. They don't have any in Colorado yet. And I'm hoping they add some here or someplace that I can go. I hope you have better luck than I do. I know. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, the <laughs> the ticket prices are insane, but I just really want to be able to see them live because like I said, they, it's, it's an experience and Dave gone is incredible. It, and I, and I really do not, once again, I want to stress, I don't mean this as like a weird fetish thing or like a weird sexual thing, but it really is like, he's making love to the whole entire audience the way he does. It's, it's incredible. I've never seen anyone be able to be on stage look at you, you feel like he's looking directly at you. Mm -hmm. And he's so in tune with the audience and he wants the audience to have the best time ever. And he just always seems like he's like, can you believe we're doing this? Can you believe we're out here doing this? Can you believe how amazing this is that we're living mm -hmm. and breathing? And, and I think that even increased after he got sober. And so I think, you know, cause he was a heroin addict and he almost died quite yeah. a few times. And so I think that gave him a new appreciation. But you also see he gives everything. I mean, like he said in an interview, he has to go back to a hotel room and just sit there in complete silence and like stare at a wall for two hours afterwards because mm -hmm. he's so drained. But it's an incredible experience. So I want to see them again. So I'm just into Depeche Mode, into listening to them again, into falling in love with them even more. Um, and also a shout out again to the best version of the song Smile I have ever heard. Dave Gaunt did as part of his solo. He does solo stuff. The smile and, your heart is aching smile. Yes. yes. I love it's, that song. Oh my gosh. It is the most beautiful version. Even I've better ever. than what I just did. Slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were talking before. I don't think I've been to a concert in at least 15 years. Uh -huh. um, and I have a hard time being like justifying the price, especially because if I'm going to go, I usually, I not, don't want to go by myself. And my kids, have, neither of my kids have ever been to a concert because COVID and my yeah. lack of caring. Like my husband goes, he saw, <laughs> he saw Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and he goes to concerts and stuff like that. But yeah, there's a few artists that I think like, I would really, really love to see live. Not Depeche Mode. <laughs> um. But, they are great mom my sister saw him she wasn't a big fan and she was like now i see why you're a fan of this band so. no and it's nothing against them it's just the same no, thing there's only there are like there are there are those artists that you hear put on such an yeah. amazing show and that's part of why i w wanted to take my kids to see taylor swift because i hear she and I, you see her netflix special she puts on a, a fantastic show um but not for two thousand dollars a pop <laughs> No. Yeah. That, I mean, it's ridiculous. The cost of seeing concerts now is really, it's really right. criminal. Yeah. It's $2,000 for the ticket and then like $800 in fees. <laughs> it's criminal. It's absolutely mm -hmm. criminal. That should not be allowed. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely awful, but sadly, yeah. of course, that's the way it goes, but it's, yeah, it makes me mad, but, but I love, I mean, I, there are bands though that I've seen in concert, like, I said UB40, UB snoozing. UB40 was such a boring mm -hmm. concert. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Morphine was awful in concert. Um, I thought Aerosmith was, like, was pretty good. I've seen them a couple times. Really? In concert. Billy, I saw Billy Joel and Elton John in concert many years ago, and that wow. was fantastic. Yeah, I saw Billy Joel solo, so I can only imagine. And that was amazing. So I can only imagine what 
all the dueling it was, yeah. it was it was fantastic yeah i i mean i've said it before um and i know carla's said it before when and carla's not like necessarily a big fan of his but she agrees that bruce springsteen is Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for seeing Bruce Springsteen, Depeche Mode would be my favorite. But Bruce Springsteen is literally a spiritual experience. It's, I, 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 I it's amazing. It's incredible. It's like it's just mind blowing. I don't know how he does it, but he, it's like he can just go and go and go and go and go and go, I, and yeah. it feels like you're having a spiritual experience. It's I like, hear Garth Brooks is like that. I, I hear he puts really? on a really fantastic show. And there's another one. Like I'm not even a big country fan. Like I used to yeah. be. There was a time where I was a big country fan, but I'm not so much anymore because it got too repetitive and weirdly got too poppy. Um, but Garth Brooks is one that my husband, who does not like country at all, he was like, that's another one I would I would go see. Because I hear he puts yeah. on a really good show. But, I've heard that. yeah, I don't know. And yeah, John think, Mellencamp is really good. I've seen John, him twice. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's real good. good. I So in Milwaukee, which is about an hour from me, there's Summerfest, which is like a massive music festival. Mm-hmm. And... There was a time, they don't do it anymore, but there was a time where if you get there early enough, you pay your general admission, which was $12. And you, what we would do is we get there like nine in the morning, mm-hmm. pay our $12 admission and run to down the to the, the big, the big stadium or amphitheater. And you'd get a stamp for lawn seats for the headliners, which were always big shows. That's how I saw John Mellencamp twice. Um, but then there's so much music you could like, we, I saw a cheap trick. I saw, I saw a bunch of, of music there for $12 and, and it was amazing. And now it's like $60 for lawn tickets there on top of your admission. And I'm just like, you know, there's, there's, there are not very many people who I'm wanting to spend $60 times four to stand in grass yeah <laughs> no it's it's tr- it, that's why it's so sad because i mean there are great bands that i've seen for like next to nothing that were really right. great and, i mean I, I i used to see chris isaac every time he came around because chris isaac is amazing mm-hmm. because chris isaac is like he's very shy in person because he'll wait he'll stay after all of his shows and sign autographs you don't have to buy anything either it can be whatever you want and he's very sweet and nice, but he's very shy. But up st- on stage, he's not that way at all. Mm-hmm. And he tells stories. He walks through the audience. He pulls people up on stage. And he's like someone that was born to be up there. And I love that he stays after and talks with his fans. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And he doesn't charge extra for that or anything. And I always tell the story of the first time I, I met him. was I saw him at Red Rocks, which is the best place to see concerts here in Colorado. And we were in line and they say, you know, like the handlers, like, don't touch him. Just don't touch him. And I get up there and I put my hand on the table and he placed his hand on top of mine. And mm-hmm. all I could think was what the handler said. So I yanked my hand away. <laughs> and to this day, I'm like, Aaron, Chris Isaac put his hand on top of yours. You don't yank your hand away. <laughs> I told me not to touch, but he touched you. So it was fine. Exactly. He touched. No, I have like, I'm thinking about the concerts I've been to. And I'm like, God, I have been a middle-aged white woman my whole life. And like, I saw Jimmy <laughs> Buffett twice. Um, that's not a bad. He puts on a pretty good show too. But you have to like Jimmy Buffett. But no, I remember like I saw Third Eye Blind when I was thirteen by myself for eight dollars or something like that. And I have a fourteen year old now, and I don't know what my parents were thinking. 
I do not. Wow. <laughs> there is a 0% chance I would drop my kid off to see Third Eye Blind by herself. Yeah, by yourself. That's like, wow. I had a friend there, but still, it was like, anyway, I can't believe how much we've talked about music. I know. It's like amazing. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. I was, I, was, I was lucky to see a band that not many people know, but The Cramps before um, mm. Lex, Lux Interior sadly passed away. And they are a tripping concert. And it was at a little tiny venue yeah. because they're not a huge band and they had a band that does a puppet show like beforehand open up for them but th they were incredible in concert too yeah. um very different i and i've mentioned violent femmes i've seen them numerous numerous times very good in concert too i have seen red hot chili peppers and right after i this instant after i saw them i stopped being fans of red hot chili peppers even though i thought they were good in concert it's the weirdest thing it happened to me to another with another band too and i can't remember now who it was so it, but i saw Steven red Cole hot is so cool though <laughs> oh, oh oh uh nine inch nails was really good trent reznor was really good to, and i saw nine inch nails with jane's addiction and the, jane's addiction is incredible mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I Perry saw, Farrell is like. Whew, I never saw Nine Inch Nails. I saw System of a Down in concert yeah. with Slipknot and Rammstein. Um, oh my gosh, and that was an intense show. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I was mainly there for System of a Down, um, but yeah, it's just I'm trying to think. I was going to say something, and now I totally spaced on. I think Prince was amazing. I don't Prince know if Flight of the Concords counts as a concert. Yes. I saw them. That's I'm the, an that's the last quote unquote concert I went to. Really, I was eight months pregnant with my first daughter. So 14 years ago, <laughs> I saw them. And then after my kids are born, like UW Madison has a really well known, well renowned marching band. And I saw a marching band concert. Like they did a, a UW band concert and I saw that. That's what I've seen. I will not go to anything unless my husband like drags, drags me. you to it. I am that person where he has to make me go to something. And cause I don't ever want to leave my house. <laughs> I would rather everyone just come to me, but I love to travel. It's a very weird thing that happened. That, yeah. You know, I'm so contra all contradictions. You're but, just full of, full of stuff. But yeah, once my husband takes me somewhere, I don't want to leave and he hates it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, that's I, your oh, birthday we're, episode we're, where I'm just talking. Weird, weird <laughs> Al was, Weird Al Yankovic was fun in concert. I, I went with a friend who she took her daughter, that was her, she took her daughter to that. And that was, I think that was the very first concert her daughter went to. And so that, I mean, that was interesting. That wasn't something, and I like Weird Al, but I probably would not have gone if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, I think the tickets were kind of cheap, but mm -hmm. also the fact that it was an experience of being able to watch someone have their very first concert experience. Mm -hmm. So that was like a treat on top of it. But I normally wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, Weird Al, I'm going to go pay to go see Weird Al. <laughs> What's your first concert? Huey Lewis in the News. Nice. At Red Rocks. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> Yeah, that was I was very blessed. And then my second one was Billy Joel. So it was like I had like amazing. real nice. Yes. Yeah. What What was your first? I know you've mentioned it before. Voice to Men. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I knew I, it began with a B. I think I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was around that age, too, when I saw yeah. Huey Lewis. My, I could be my wrong. My cousin but... took me and my sister. It was very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 17-year-old took her 12 and 10-year-old cousins. <laughs> 
to see boys to men. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the first concert you see is it's something special. It stays with you. That's why I always have a love for Huey Lewis in the news because it was the very first concert I saw. So, you know, (laughs) that's the power of love. I'm telling you. Wow, we talked. I think we talked about music more than anything. That was so much more than I expected. (laughs) Normally, I'm like, okay, when it comes to like the music stuff, I can just say something real quick, and then all the other panelists will really fill it in, and I can just quietly sit by and interject and interrupt like I always do. But this time, there's no one else. It's just me. (laughs) Just like I gotta do more. I gotta put on a show. Damn it. But I do want to say on a happy note, I'm very, very happy that um, so far for this month right now, our number one listen to episode is Depeche Mode. And this makes me extremely happy. And I also want to just point something out. So I got these Twitter notifications while I was on vacation responding to our Depeche Mode thing. Mm -hmm. This person was like, "Uh, it's Dave. I had misspelled Dave Gon's name in like the hashtag. It had done Dave Graham or something. I don't know. I didn't catch it. And so this person, of course, had to point that out and made a big show of it and was like, it's Dave Gon and you cannot call yourself a true Depeche Mode fan if you ever I'm like, it was an autocorrect. And if you listen to any of the episodes, obviously say it <laughs> right in the clips. I know it was so funny. So, and so then they, they did a couple other responses. Like they said, shout you know, out to that Twitter user. Yes. A shout out to you. Um, but they did say, you know, I too would drop my crutches and crawl on the floor for, for Dave gone. Cause I had talked about how sexy I mean, I think the way he's. Yeah, or Dave Dave Gahan is how it's awesome. people also say Dave Gahan, or as Carla used to say, Dave Gahan, Gahan, Gahan. But the but the way the UK, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the English way is supposed to be Dave Gahan, but um, but I think it's fine to pronounce it other ways because he doesn't seem to ever correct people. Although he's probably gotten to a point that he's like, I don't care anymore. Uh, <laughs> happy to be here guys I'm just happy to be alive <laughs> I'm just happy to be breathing um uh but and then they also quoted all the clips and said these two these two women are so horny for dave <laughs> but i am too so shout out to that twitter user shout out to that, that horn dog twitter gatekeeping twitter user <laughs> And remember, we all make mistakes. We all make typos. We're all humans. Twitter doesn't have an edit button. Yes. And pretty soon it won't even exist anyway. And pretty soon it's going to be gone. And those are the memories we will miss. So, (laughs) so, so. um, But I did put on here mainly so that I could talk about a play I saw in Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) I put on here plays. (laughs) You had to know that was why. I knew exactly why. Because I was just like, okay, I haven't seen a play in other than my children's school plays in about four years because of COVID. Yeah, I know. This was the first one I'd seen in a long time, too. I saw Hamilton. I mean, I think that's the last thing I saw was Hamilton for the second time. Took my daughter, bought the tickets for my daughter, and she fell asleep in the second act both times. 
And she was like, Mom, don't buy an 8 o'clock show next time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) But do I have any plays that I like? I'll talk, like, obviously the plays that I was in, because I was a theater major, all of them. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) This is Aaron's Aaron's favorite Meg things. Well, no, I want to know though because you said all of them. Is there because I have a favorite play I was in? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite role? Even it doesn't even necessarily mean that the play was the best. Just do you have a favorite role that you did? On I have I have two that I really really loved. I was Cecily in The Importance of Being Earnest, and that was really really fun. I wore a corset for the longest time. Um, like my waist was this big. Because this was before I had children. So it was tiny. And then they shrunk it. Um, I just, I thought she was just such a fun character. And so easily written off as being this flighty bimbo. And there's a lot more to her than that. Mm-hmm. Um, my other one that was my favorite was the, not the last play that I was in. Um, but I found out I was pregnant while I was doing this show. And I was be, I was Adriana in A Comedy of Errors by William Shakespeare. And... Another pretty misunderstood character, and it gave me, like, I, I, it gave me a better and new understanding of Shakespeare. Like, not because, like, I could read it, and and you can read it, and you understand what they're talking about and stuff like that, but the act of trying to get other people who don't study theater, yeah, (laughs) like, trying to portray the and and recite these lines in a way that feels not only real to you but is conveyed to the audience who doesn't necessarily know what's going on without it is really really interesting and it's one of the things I really miss about doing theater because uh, I have not been able to get back into it because (laughs) I work at six in the morning and I have kids That's why we will have to do a, a radio play somehow. We're going to have to figure out how to do that on here because no, I really think that would be fun to do because I miss, I miss that as well. And so I just think that would be a fun little thing to do somehow. We will, we will figure that out. Somehow. Now tell me about the show you saw. Okay. Cause well, that's well, what we're here for. <laughs> I'll tell you about the show I saw. I will say um, for my favorite, cause I used to do theater all the time too. Mm-hmm. I used to help run a theater here in, in Colorado, but my favorite was doing, there's this play, a Christmas play actually, that's called eight reindeer monologues. And it's a very dark and twisted story. It's not for kids. It's about Santa Claus is on trial for doing something really bad to Rudolph. Oh, um, God. and yeah. And so there's monologues from all the other reindeer and I played dancer and it was it was just the most fun I've ever had with a role. It was a very interesting journey the character takes because mm-hmm. then the character ends up confessing that Santa Claus did something to them too. Um, and but we played it very much like I was in the eighties, like my character was in the eighties, and so I had to drink tab every night because we all stayed on stage while the other. And I have never been so sick from a soda in my life. <laughs> So never, never, ever, I'm like, I will never, but I remember trying to find Tab and we found like the one six pack or something. Yeah. Like I felt like, like that about chocolate truffles for <laughs> the longest time. I can't remember the name of the play, but it was like, it was basically 
talking about syphilis getting passed around in the 19th century. And I was the wife who was having an affair with someone who was sleeping with somebody else. It was basically like a chain reaction of scenes. And it was the most uncomfortable situation I think I've ever been in because I was, first off, my then boyfriend, now husband, was watching this and my grandparents and stuff were there. And I was mostly naked. Oh, God. Tastefully covered, but it was a three sides surround. Mm-hmm. and like feeding having truffles like fed mouth to mouth with somebody else during it and i'm just like this and the rehearsal of that because it had to be done like really quickly and really smoothly mm-hmm. was the most awkward thing <laughs> entire <life>. i bet <laughs> like sorry hon i'm just like anyway <laughs> um. back to your show <laughs> Uh, but when I was in LA and uh, well, first, you know what, before I talk about this play, I'm going to, fir- I'm going to give another shout out to magic Mike, because what I did for my this birthday, the play she went to see. <laughs> what well, a way there's a whole story that they tell with magic Mike. So I went, I went to magic Mike first in Las Vegas and I got to tell you, go watch this Kristen Bell. Speaking of Kristen Bell, when she was filming the movie that Meg was talking about, they went and saw Magic Mike, and she talks about that on on um, oh, what's her name? And she she was the first winner of American Idol, Kelly Clarkson. Thank you. On her show, she's on there. She talks about how it was a life changing experience seeing Magic Mike. I'm not going to say it was a life changing experience, <laughs> but it was incredible. That's why my voice is still a little hoarse from that. I did completely lose my voice. Um, from yelling and screaming, but it was so much fun. And it's not just like a strip show. There's actually stuff they talk about. It's so much about, uh, it's a lot about consent too. Like they give you a safe word that the dancers can use and you can use. Uh, it's interactive and there's women involved in it too. And just incredible dancers. These are just really, really skilled and talented dancers. And they're telling a whole kind of story. And it's amazing. I recommend it for anyone. I I can't wait. I want to go again. When it ended, I was like, I want to go right back and see this again. (laughs) It was so much fun. (laughs) And, you know, the two people that I was, I was with, I was with Sasha and then someone else who I'll, I'll I'll leave them nameless for this because they wanted to be sort of nameless. But they both were like, we wish we could have recorded you watching it because you were so, you were having so much fun. And I was, it was just incredible. And I did get to touch one of the dancer's abs. He did come over and put my hand up his shirt. So (laughs) that was very, very nice. And lots of fist bumps. I was very happy when the, the fist bump dancer liked my Instagram post about it. So that, so now we're besties. So that made me happy. And we had the best waiter. He was really sweet too. So it was just a, it was a lot of fun. And then totally on a totally different side of everything, I went and saw in Los Angeles, it just so happened. I was going to be going to Los Angeles anyway. And then it was announced that Finn Whitrock was going to be doing a play and it just happened to coincide. I'm like, okay, I have to go see this. So I went with frequent panelist Tiff to go see 222, a ghost story, which is playing through December 8th, I believe it is. So when this drops, it's still there. If you're in LA, I do recommend it. Um, And it's a thriller written by Danny Robbins. um, And it is 
Uh, it's about Jenny and her husband, Sam. Um, and Jenny is played by Constance Wu. And Sam is played by Finn Whitrock. Um, and they've recently bought a large house. And each night at exactly 2.22 a.m., Jenny says she hears the sound of someone moving around the house, often via the baby monitor in her child's bedroom. So then they host a dinner party. And Jenny invites uh, Lauren, who is played by Anna Camp. And um, her new boyfriend, Ben, played by Adam Rothenberg, uh, to stay until two. Yeah, it's an amazing cast. They're all amazing. So it's a great cast. But invites them to to stay until 2.22 in the morning. And they have a clock that counts down um, to see that happen. And it's, uh, you know, and, and Sam doesn't believe in ghosts. And so it's a lot of talk about that. And then there's a big twist at the end. And like they even say at the end, they have like a, a thing up there saying, don't, sh- don't tell anyone what happened. Um, but it was so much fun to see life. I haven't seen a play in forever and it was a really well done play. I think Tiff, Tiff kind of jumped a little bit at a couple of things that happened. I didn't find it scary, but it was, it was, but some people did, but it was just fun and everybody was good. And I, and I loved being able to see uh, Finn Whitrock on stage because I had actually said that not too long ago because he, that's sort of where he, he started in theater you know, his parents ran like a Shakespeare theater company. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's where he started. So it was fun to see him up there. Um, and it was just fun to be in the theater. And during the intermission, the guy sitting next to me, we were talking about ghost stories and he was telling me a ghost story. And then, and then, the, and then the play was resuming. So I didn't get to hear the end of it, sadly, <laughs> but it was really interesting. So I highly recommend that. Go see that. Go see our vice unofficial Miss Mas- Miscott. Miss Miscott. There you go. Miscott. Mascot, Mr. Finn Whitrock. Mascot, (laughs) Mr. Finn Whitrock, live on stage. I love theater. I can't. I I would love to go back. We have great theater here in in Madison, where I live. But it's just like, it's just yeah. COVID, COVID kind of broke my heart with that in a lot of ways. Like that was the real. Well, I was, I had, uh, my sister had bought for my birthday in 2019. She had bought tickets for me to go see Book of Mormon in 2020. Mm. And then it got canceled. Yeah. So that was really sad. Yeah. I think I took my daughter to see, we were, I was going to take her to see Wicked, but then the guy canceled because that was one of those things where I was a little worried about how old was, she was old enough to see it. But I remember taking her to see Beauty and the Beast and she just, when she was like little, we used to have mommy daughter days when she was about, I think she was like seven or eight when I took her. I think she was seven because she was eight when we took her to Hamilton, which she fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> $200 nap. It was great. <laughs> nap. But yeah, theater is theater. It was really nice to see, nice. To see a play. I, I missed that. So. Yes, but still wear your masks there, people. There were very few people wearing masks, of course, sadly. Even though, you know, the theater that it was at called beforehand and left a message and said, you know, even though we don't require it, we strongly encourage Mm -hmm. you to be vaccinated and to wear a mask. And, you know, so. Please. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think that's what they're trying to say is they, you know. But anyway, uh, well, so Meg, I do not have you, you, one. <laughs> you don't have not one. Tonight. I don't. I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. 
Whoa. Wow. I know. Wow. I'm and on my birthday and month. And on your birthday month, I don't have one. I'm so sorry. I've been like. It's okay. I have 40 people coming over. I have been stressed. It's okay. I, I, you know, a little secret about the six degrees of Finn Whitrock. I, I, I love this segment. It's never going away unless Finn disappoints us in some whoops in some way which i do not foresee this happening but hey um <laughs> so this is not going anywhere but funny thing is is i put this on here i usually come up with my six degrees of fin like five minutes before we start recording mm-hmm. it's like one of those things like oh yeah i've got to come up with one well i obviously um, did a lot of prep today yes obviously. <laughs> Aaron's just like this is real casual real laid back to work I did. and then so it's like I what are no you prep. watching <laughs> When are we going to talk about books, Erin? <laughs> oh, yeah. I usually put books on there, but I didn't this time. No, Sorry. I <laughs> I'd put plays instead. So, yeah, someday we will talk about that again. I apologize. But anyway, um, but it's my birthday month, so I decided not to put Yay, it on there. Birthday. It's all about me. Uh, but what I used was I I used well I could have just said <laughs> Finn was in this play I saw <laughs> zero degrees none degrees and we're done I was in the same room with Finn yeah we're done look at that uh, but I um, Christina Applegate was in who's in Dead to Me was in the movie Bad Moms with Mila Kunis who was in Luckiest Girl Alive that just came out this year with Finn. Remember, we did a live stream only discussion of that movie, me and my podcast, Brain Twin Jen. So head on over to our YouTube channel to watch that. It's filled with spoilers and lots of trigger warnings because holy moly, that movie needs a lot of trigger warnings. Anyway, <laughs> I have no, it's heavy. <laughs> it, it deals with a lot of heavy, heavy stuff. Uh, but thank you so much, Meg, for joining me. On Me my fun birthday not month. Canceling. <laughs> it's just Meg. That's just Meg. It's yeah. just Meg. You know what? Let's do this another time. <laughs> no, no. I had fun just talking with Meg. <laughs> so Meg. Where can everybody find you and most importantly, your amazing podcast, Bed, Wet, or Behead, which I will be on there again sometime soon to Someday, man. <laughs> discuss, um, I don't know what, but something. George Clooney characters. That's I think, right. Yeah. I think we have you for George Clooney stuff. We're in the, we're in a little bit of a hiatus doing for this month doing Bed, Wet, Behead because it's it's November is a really busy month for for both of us, but really for me because birthdays everywhere. Um, but for Bedwetter Behead, if you want to follow us, we're on Instagram at bed.wed.behead.pod. As long as Twitter is around, we are at bedwedbeheadpod. Other blue social media is just search for Bedwetter Behead. If you have any suggestions. You can always email us at bedwedbeheadpod at gmail.com. If there are three characters you want us to play with, we will do it. Play with. In yes. any way you want to play with them. <laughs> we, be prepared to hear things you might not like about characters that you love because it's happened to everybody all the time. That's the whole yes. spiel of it. Um, as far as me personally, 
Um, you can find me on any social media with the exception of Facebook because that's my real life. Um, you can find me at Wisconsinac on all other social media. I think I joined Hive or some, I don't know. I'm looking for, I'm looking, I'm looking for other social media in case Twitter runs away from me. Um, yeah, that's W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. And that's me. Ta-da! <laughs> awesome. Thank you. How about you, Erin? <laughs> where can we find well, where can we find you in your podcast? If you're listening, I think you know. <laughs> well, for now, you can find me on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Um, you can also follow Fergie and me, I guess, on uh, TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. And we are also, sorry, we also have a Discord channel now. It's a fandom thing pod does. And we have like a separate, I'm still figuring Discord out. Okay, people. We have a separate, <laughs> a separate server for people that are friends of the pod or fandom thingers, as we like to call it. And I will have a link, hopefully, in the show notes if I remember to put that in. A reminder to you when you're editing, Erin, uh, to put that link in there. Uh, but be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter for now at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, I really am trying to fill out interviews for next year. It can't be this year, uh, but next year, please feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandom thing pod.com. Hit the contact us button. That'll shoot me an email or you can email the show directly. It's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And next week we are just all interviews. So we are going to have an interview um, that I actually recorded a while back and it's finally dropping with uh, these two directors that directed this documentary uh, called cosplay universe. So it's all about cosplayers. Um, It's a very good documentary. I highly recommend the documentary and it was a very interesting interview. And then, like I said, we will have an interview with actress Sarah Lind, who is who is starring in A Wounded Fawn with friend of the pod, Josh Rubin. And once again, that movie drops on Shudder on December 1st, which I'm planning on probably releasing the interview that date. And then finally, we have an interview with frequent panelist Tanya Cook who has a book coming out. So we're going to be talking about that. So I'm really excited about that one. And then um, keep an ear out for our special Twitter bonus episode. It will not be next week. It'll probably be the following week, hopefully. And then, of course, we have our best of episodes coming soon. We also have 90s music and movies coming soon. So we have a lot of exciting episodes for the rest of the year. And then we will have an announcement about a change to the podcast coming to your ears very soon. It's an exciting, good change. Don't worry. It's not going to be a big, huge change. It's just I think everybody will appreciate it, especially me. (laughs) (laughs) And it is all about Aaron. Exactly. It's all about Aaron. That's what, that's what the podcast can be called from now on. It's all about, it's an Aaron thing. <laughs>
<laughs> so if your name's Aaron, I'm on the bus. <laughs> My name's not Megarin. 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 So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.